Hey everyone, my name is Yves, and I'm the founder and CEO of Hildwire. Welcome to another episode of From the Ground Up. This week, my co-founder Javed is speaking with Dave Burns. Dave is the Director of Innovation and Field Application at McCarthy Construction, or as Javed likes to call him, my first crush in construction tech. If you want to know why, listen to the show. Hi, this is Javed Singer, co-founder of Fieldwire with an episode of From the Ground Up. My head of marketing, Ray Mina, is joining me today, and we're talking with Dave Burns, Director of Innovation and Field Applications at McCarthy. For some of you that don't know, McCarthy is one of the largest general contractors in the U.S., coming in at number 21 on the ENR 400, and so we're happy to have him here today to share a little of his insights on innovation in the industry. Dave, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. How are we doing? Doing well, doing well. Maybe we uh, kick it off. You can just tell us a little about the... Uh, McCarthy, you know, how you ended up working for them and what expressly you do. Yeah, for sure. So, Javed, you kind of started with the title there. So, Director of Innovation and more recently actually moved into, it was previously field applications and through a recent kind of restructuring, which I can talk a little bit about more as we go through this, it's a project delivery team. So, there's actually two separate teams that I uh, lead and support within the organization. And we can talk a little bit about each of those. But yeah, as far as McCarthy goes, we're a national builder. We have presence most everywhere in the U.S. We work on some pretty sizable markets. Healthcare is our number one market, but we work in science and tech. We work in civil. Commercial is really our big focus. We're also a pretty significant self-perform builder as well. So as you kind of move around the country, you see we have civil self-perform groups, concrete self-perform. We have a mapping group, which is site utility mapping. And we do water, wastewater, MEP out of our Southwest region. And so our portfolio is pretty diverse, both on the self-perform side, as well as kind of the general contracting side. I've been with the company for just about 13 years. I got my start kind of on the financial ERP side of the house. So I used to work for Oracle, really just doing big financial systems implementations, landed in the construction space early in my career. And... Landed with McCarthy actually in 2005 as a consultant, really supporting what would be a sizable ERP shift for them. A lot of custom development, a lot of operations-focused applications, so field-focused applications within the Oracle space, mostly around dollars and cents. So that's kind of how I came to McCarthy and where I'm at now. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, 13 years is a... uh pretty long run. I think you know, we've had some conversations in the past about all the changes that have occurred, particularly where you talked about starting off more on the field application side more recently. But we'd be interested to hear what you think has kind of fueled a lot of the tech innovation in particular when it comes to the field. Well, I think a lot of this is being driven like from the technology side, right? So the problems, the challenges that the industry faces, whether in terms of efficiency, access to information, just the overall complexity of what we do as an industry, that's known. What's been the opportunity, what has changed is just the proliferation of technology in a few different categories, right? And it's evolved over time. So back when I kind of first started in the space, you could probably count on one hand the number of technologies that really supported operations in the field. And most of those I'd like to call like, you know, your back of trailer applications, right? So it was kind of your financial system, you know, some of the early project management tools for managing just RFIs, RFI logs, submittal logs, things like that. So a lot of the focus from a tech capability standpoint really kind of sat 
kind of in the trailer. So I remember roughly, I want to say about like 2009, 2010 was when the iPad was coming out for us, probably our first sizable push into kind of the mobile space was Vela, which was subsequently sold onto Autodesk and became BIM 360 Field. But that was one of the first instances where you saw enough capability, you saw enough power in the mobile device. Someone had gone and done a pretty effective job of building an intuitive, relatively easy to use app, or at least relatively easy to use for that time and roll that out, right? And so for us, it brought the conversation obviously closer to the field. So that was a lot around like your quality and your safety use cases. And right about that time too, I would say it was when you started to see more adoption of what I'd say like digital plans. Bluebeam was kind of one of the first ones in the game. And a lot of that innovation, I'll say, or creative application of that technology for that purpose was driven by the field. And so that wasn't some central group that identified and drove that. You started to see that as an opportunity in the field. And that was just really like information access, more efficiency in terms of managing document control. And you started to see, you know, some of the apps, whether it was a box app or the Bluebeam app, where you could actually take that information and carry it into the field. And you just observed an immense amount of value in those few use cases. So that's where I saw from a mobile perspective specifically a real push was right around that kind of 2009, 2010, 2011 timeframe. So would you say, you know, if there's any game changers, was it really that the adoption was kind of happening field side first, or was there any kind of key moments in your mind that led to that change? Yeah, what was probably very unique, I would say at that point was, you know, generally speaking, the drive around technology was in large part being uh, sourced from your IT or kind of your operational side of IT, I commend McCarthy because McCarthy, even when I came into the company, they already had a group that was focused on supporting the field, the project teams out on the job site. They were supporting them. And a lot of those guys came from construction backgrounds. So day one, I stepped into the company, you had guys and gals who had a pretty good context behind the use cases and workflows. What happened right around that time, I think there was a push, a desire by the field who were some of the first to see these technologies and start to apply them in creative and unique ways, especially Bluebeam. So it was at that point, at least for me, I remember we used to look at the way in which we approached like technology prioritization. What should we be focused on? What should we go do? It shifted a little bit. I felt like from kind of a top-down committee-based approach to we need to listen to the field and see what's kind of surfacing and then kind of latch on to that. And then our goal is to seek, not standardization, but seek scale in those high value use cases. And so that was what I kind of observed. And so we actually started to bring more folks into the organization that could kind of live and operate at that kind of ground up level and be in close proximity to these teams that were innovating with these tools. You know, Dave, as a marketer, not coming from commercial construction, I didn't have a background here. There's something you said I wanted to ask your thoughts on. One of the things that I've heard over and over again is this, a bit of an apology for people in the field for not being tech savvy. There's this like stigma around blue collar workers not being tech savvy. But what I'm hearing you say as far back as 2009, there's a pool from the field asking for tools that they can actually improve the way they do their work. I'd love to hear your thought of like, where does that come from? Why is there a perception around blue collar workers not being tech savvy? I mean, for a long time, I just don't think there was a lot of 
technology applications that truly met the needs of the field. And so if you go at them with a tool, just any tool, whether it's technology or not, and you know it's not fitting the function and it's not driving efficiency or improving the way that these guys work, then the fact that they're putting down a digital tool doesn't mean they don't have the ability to use digital, right? So I think that, you know, for folks that have been around, this can apply to, you know, really any job, I would say, or any industry is like, if you're not used to leveraging a tool or a class of tools to do your job, and you do that for a long, long time, which for folks that have been in the industry for a little longer, you know, they grew up not having access to a number of these tools. So it's not this immediate click, right? Where some of the younger folks, you know, the ground up swell that I started talking about as far as 2010, 2011, a lot of that was generally speaking, driven by some of the younger folks on the job, tech savvier, maybe have grown up with this stuff to a degree, or just comfortable with that. Or were given some level of accountability by their project leadership, like, hey, go figure this out. We know there's something there, go figure it out. And so what I would say is that those folks are there, you've got kind of the naysayers of the ones that are kind of like, yeah, I don't think I need that or want that. But more often than not, even the most I don't want to say stubborn, but those that push back the most from a field perspective, if they are brought a technology solution and explained, here's how it works. You know, that's why I feel like that kind of local understanding the context of the problems that these guys have and having someone kind of local to help with that. Once that happens, more often than not, I have seen a complete like drop off in resistance. And those folks you know, can become some of the biggest advocates within their peers to kind of drive the technology. So I haven't seen it personally. I see a lot of probably more resistance in terms of folks that haven't been used to the technology being skeptics. But I can't say I can point to any data or subjective observation of folks being pushing back even when they see the value. I don't see that in any cases. From my experience, one of the things I've loved about the industry is how supposedly it's not tech savvy from the outside is what everyone thinks, but the amount of written specs that people give me actually helping me design my own product is quite amazing. It actually makes our lives as building product that much easier. And so I always kind of crack up when people have that suggestion externally that that's the case when I get these you know 13 page documents on exactly how people want the product to function. And I always think it's just an aspect of the fact that it is a craft when you have people that are building and that just translates. It doesn't matter if it's more the physical environment or software. I think it's still just the mindset that people bring in terms of what they look to do. And so it's made, I think, our my personal transition also to the industry that much easier, even though my co-founder came from it. So that was my take, at least on like, how it gets adopted well. So I'll probably get in trouble for uh, saying this next one, but I'd say when we started the company, my co-founder had a pretty unabashed tech crush, uh, construction tech crush on you, Dave, because not only were you quite knowledgeable about everything in the industry here, but I think the one thing we particularly appreciated is you were always very, what I say, like hyper-practical about how to apply the prospects of future technology to actually where we are today and the gaps that we're facing. And so... I would probably guess that a lot of that's due to you being a big process guy. And you kind of mentioned this framework around, you know, people, process, and technology. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. I think in part, I said I've been with McCarthy for 13 years. McCarthy is an organization. McCarthy is a culture. We're pragmatic. We want to explore and test, and we're going to adopt the solutions that are going to bring value to us from an operational standpoint and are going to bring value to our clients and our partners on the project. And so 
we may occasionally get dinged, I'd say, as an organization because we're not this like heavy marketing engine around technology, you know, from the standpoint of some future world where all this stuff is amazing and is driving automation and things like that, right? And so I think coming into the organization, like I feel like I recognize that and that's just kind of my style as well. And so I think there's so many opportunities out there, as you guys know, and what you have to acknowledge and recognize, or I have to acknowledge and recognize, is that the technology opportunities that are out there, they may not be fully cooked, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't bring value and we shouldn't keep focus on them. And so for us, I think it's about establishing a process in terms of how we explore this world, understand what opportunities are out there, and kind of take ourselves through a set of gates or a set of stages where we're engaged, maybe we're learning a little bit, maybe we're actually applying a particular technology in a particular instance. And so we want to be really methodical about thinking through each of those steps. And ultimately, we're getting to like, okay, we're going to evaluate a solution on the front end of this thing. We're going to establish as best a plan as we can, which outlines what is the value proposition we believe and how might we measure that as we're going through the evaluation. We know we might learn things and we actually try and lay that out a little bit, but like we know we might learn things, but here's what we're going to really try and hone in on because one that just helps in terms of like checking the box on, yes, this is valuable, but it's also super beneficial and helpful in terms of driving a message around furthering our investment and furthering our focus on that category of tech or that specific tech. So it's checking a number of boxes if you do that really effectively and methodically and Again, from a culture perspective, we can't go in and sell a bag of goods to our internal partners, right? They have to be heavily engaged in this. Like as a group, whether it's the innovation team or our project delivery team, we can't like run these things in a lab, run them in a bubble. We have to have high, high engagement from our project teams and from the actual users. So it's kind of like a collaboration where if we're doing it right, we're bringing the process. We got a passionate group. We find those folks. And we put a plan in place that goes and just like truly tries to elicit out what is the facts, what is the true value of it. And if it's not ready today, what do we do with it? Do we just scrap it or do we say, hey, let's come back and revisit that, you know, in two, four, 10, two years, months, whatever. We're big on that. I'm trying not to get banned from future tech events, but I think that was always one difficulty we had sometimes is when we'd walk around and chat with people and you talk to people that were a little more focused, like you said, on kind of the marketing front, talking about a drone doing laser scanning that plugs into your VR helmet. And then you turn around and watch someone's using uh, paper and pencil on the site again. And I'm like, there is an interesting disconnect here. And so, you know, while we always kind of like the approach and conversations with you is you're connecting those two points. And I think that's a lot more practical than a lot of the things that we sometimes hear from folks, especially those in kind of innovation titles at large companies. So one of the reasons we always enjoy getting your insight on things. I think going down that same path, now that I just talked about not getting too far out in the future, would love to hear what is next and what you think is actually coming down the pipe. Oh, man. Yes, that is a great question. And there's obviously a whole host of things out there, right? Going back to the comment, like having a means by which to assess the state of a technology category or even a specific technology and even having the resources and the time to go at all that is out there is a challenge. Thankfully for McCarthy, that is important. And so the company as a whole invests in our people to be able to do that. So I think, you know, looking around some of the areas of interest, I would say for us, 
that are kind of like bigger themes. And this is technology, this is non-technology, but kind of the prefabrication and offsite construction space is definitely interesting to us. We see a growth in that, which is going to net in some amount of changes to how we operate as a business, right? And areas which we can kind of swim into as far as new capabilities. So we're spending a fair amount of time looking at that. And I think as part of that, what we're believing pretty strongly to be true about that trend is that, you know, VDC and the use of BIM more effectively, and I focus on BI and BIM specifically, how can we reduce our handoffs? How can we pull information throughout the project lifecycle? So obviously, we leverage this technology today for a number of use cases, coordination, detailing, lift drawing production for our self-perform operations, takeoff. So it's I think there's a big focus on whether or not you consider it the shiny new thing. I think we're, we're continuing to see developments in terms of how the industry is starting to organize itself a little bit better across multiple trades, how the GC is looking at it, especially in a design build scenario. So how do we leverage that information throughout the life cycle to support other use cases that are high value, such as procurement, and obviously getting into kind of owner deliverables around them. So that's one trend. Prefab is because of what we think it represents, we're taking a pretty good look at kind of the supply chain side. So I think that term, I think generally speaking, is kind of a foreign term, at least from what I've been within our industry. So when you say supply chain and construction, it's like, what are we specifically talking about? So we're looking at the processes and the people and capabilities and the roles, as well as the technologies that support more of a streamlined, vertically integrated supply chain that brings a little bit better visibility and management in kind of this emerging prefab space. So those are kind of the biggest areas I'd say that we're interested in and seeing as trends on the horizon from a tech standpoint, as well as from kind of a business and process standpoint. All right. Thank you for uh, sharing that. I think one topic we discussed previously, which I think was kind of fun, was as you see all this new software appearing, kind of the concept between point solution and platforms. And I think you had some particular feelings on that front. I didn't know if you'd like to share in terms of how you think the market will evolve where some that can be standalone point solutions versus potential further integration between specific platforms that allow data to kind of flow more freely and not get siloed. Yeah, it's exciting. And I think there's still a ways to go with this, but Procore did a relatively good job, I would say, in terms of trying to push into this Autodesk, obviously pushing into it with the Forge platform. And you've seen success from a technology standpoint, You've seen success in other industries with other categories of technology where the platform play is hugely beneficial to those organizations. But for me, I love to see that that's happening because I think for us, we can look at these opportunities and hopefully it's not an A versus B decision. It's really a conversation about, you know, for these areas where a technology has gone out and done something unique, it's solving a problem, it's driving value, but yet it kind of does kind of fall into that point solution category. That might be okay as long as we have a good understanding as to how it might plug into some of the other platforms that the industry is bringing to market and those that we're invested in. And so I like where it's heading, even internally within our organization from a structure perspective. You know, we've stood up kind of an architecture group that has heavy, heavy focus around integration strategy, how we manage kind of our master data sets 
and driving capabilities that allow us to be flexible in leveraging these platforms to do things that we want to do. And that's not just in support of like plug and holes from a process standpoint. It's also from the standpoint of how we better manage our data across that world. So platform's great. I would say most of where the focus is from a platform perspective, us, I'm guessing our peers, we're all looking at this in terms of like, how do we plug in all our systems that we're leveraging internally, many of which are collaboration tools, but it's like, yeah, how do I connect destruction site or pipe or Procore or a contract lifecycle management system or whatever that might be? I think where it's going and I don't think it's there yet, but the potential is absolutely there is kind of that vertical integration and how companies up and down kind of the project supply chain are plugging in with each other in order to share and streamline workflows, which I would say we're not generally there yet. There's a lot of duplication of data entry and things like that. So that's where I think the power of the platform is hopefully going to go, but I don't know if we're there quite yet. I think it's true. I think there's definitely needs for some point solutions just because they have to be specialized. But I definitely think trying to have systems integrate more effectively is beneficial, especially as two discrete systems trying to pass data back and forth. That handshake sometimes doesn't work super smoothly when one system's you know always online. Others are kind of more asymmetric information sharing. So it's a little tough. But yeah, no, appreciate that. Dave, when you were talking about prefab, and I'm reading between the lines here a little bit, you seem to feel like potentially that supply chain... It's a little bit of a foreign concept to construction. Was I reading that right? Well, I think I'll most so apply that statement from the lens of like a general contractor, right? So I think as a general contractor, you know, you're putting contracts in place, which establish very clear expectations around the delivery of scope, the delivery of services. And so the degree to which we are driving into the internal operations of the subcontractors is not probably quite as far as, you know, say a large retail organization or a large manufacturer digging into the operations of their suppliers, right, in other industries. And so I think that's where I would say that the term supply chain is a little foreign from a general contractor standpoint. Now, if you're looking at more of the self-perform side, if you go down to the trade contractor level, who's there's a heavy, heavy focus on the suppliers and the material providers, you know, what might be kind of the logistics behind how that information gets delivered, procurement, all of that. Perhaps it is more of a common topic, but I don't hear that often talked about. Definitely from the vertical sense in terms of like, let's say material providers to subcontractors, trade contractors up to general contractors. That's where I would say the supply chain concept is generally a little foreign still. You know, Dave, I really appreciate, as always, getting to spend some time with you, learn a little bit more about the industry and get your insight. Thanks again for the time and look forward to the next time we get to connect. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on.